Good morning. Welcome to worship on this wonderfully humid Sunday morning. I am so happy to see everybody here today and uh, even happier that the air conditioning works. <laughs> so thank you all for being here and for being adaptable and thank you to the worship and music team who had better sense than I did uh, because I was fighting it. I wanted to be outside and I, I don't want to be outside this morning, so thank you. Um, a few notes uh, before we get started for worship today. Uh, hopefully you've seen in some communication and including in the bulletin, uh, but we are making some different uh, steps to be a little bit safer during our time in worship with uh, cases on the rise in southeastern Wisconsin and particularly Waukesha County. So the changes as they sit right now is we are uh, very much encouraging masks for uh, even vaccinated folks. And, uh, and then uh, if you're not vaccinated, please, please wear one. And then uh, we're going back to the passing the peace from where you are in your pew. Uh, so, you know, a hearty wave. I like the princess wave. Otherwise, I'm a big fan of finger guns. And um, then we're not, we're taking the date off of congregational singing. So um, my hope is that this is a little hill and we're going to get over it and we'll be back on track, but uh, 
I need to share a little bit of inside baseball with you all. We had a council meeting on Tuesday, and it was about an hour and 45 minutes long, and it was impromptu, and normally I would be the first person to tell you that I don't want an unscheduled council meeting that lasts almost two hours because, well, I'm a human being. This was one of the single best meetings that I have been a part of as a pastor. It was an hour and 45 minutes of uh, some differing views and some differing solutions. And there was a lot of respect in the room and a lot of people caring about their neighbor. And it did not feel like an hour and 45 minutes. So I am um, wonderfully proud of uh, our council and excited for the future, no matter what it may bring. So to the council, to thank you. I believe that, yeah, everybody do that. Um, so we have uh, decided that we are going to stay in constant contact about uh, what's going on in our community and the measures for the church. So um, whether we have to tighten things a little bit or loosen them up, uh, we want to be right on the ball as we do that. And um, even though we absolutely love Jen's voice, we want to join with her in some of that singing. So hopefully uh, things trend in the right direction and we can, we can get back to uh, the full worship experience. With that, I ask you to quiet your hearts and minds as we prepare for worship. We worship today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please stand as you are able for the confession and absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful Lord, we think we know so much, but we understand so little. Forgive us our arrogance and plant us in seeds of humility and wonder. For your gracious gift of forgiveness, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, God forgives, even as we don't grasp the fullness of God's mercy. Receive this forgiveness for all of your sins, and go and sin no more.
Let us pray. God of mercy, your gift of baptism is a mystery. Even as it is a promise and a responsibility, teach us what it means and also allow us the space to wonder. Amen. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. I do have a children's message today. So we're going to start up front here and then uh, take another little field trip. I like field trips. I don't get to go on many anymore. All right, I'm going to sit here because I want to sit down for a minute. I'm going to ask you guys some questions, all right? You guys can have a seat. You guys can do whatever you want, all right? So you two are brother and sister, right? Okay, good. I'm not going to ask you how you get along. I'm just going to assume you always get along and everything's always wonderful. <laughs> not always, right? That's right. I appreciate the honesty. So how much older are you than her? Four years older? That's funny. I have a brother who's four years younger than me. His name's Cal. And Cal just had a baby yesterday, I think. Yeah, so my brother just had a baby. And what would that make my brother's, what is my brother's son to me? He would be my, would he be my cousin? No. Would he be my uncle? No. What's that word? Is it nephew, right? Okay. Yeah, so my nephew is part of my family. He's a new addition to my family. So your sister is part of your family. Who else is part of your family? Right? Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, uncle, cousin, aunt. Sure, there's a lot of different members of our family. That one right there, sure, she's part of your family, and he's part of your family too, right? Do you love him? Yeah. I like the nonchalance there. That's good. 
So, and also, you know, I, I used to have a dog. And she was part of my family too, right? So family is kind of whoever we love and care about, isn't it? Right? So who do you think is part of God's family? All of us in the church and all of us in the world, that's about it. I don't even need to give a sermon today because he got it 100%. But yeah, that's uh, part of the lesson that Mr. Steve just read. And part of the lesson I'm about to read is about family and how the church gets along. So as your family, do you have any traditions or things that you guys do as a family? What do you what do you do? Sure, Thanksgiving is a great family tradition. And Christmas, right? Good. Are there any other things that you guys do as a family? Yeah. Birthdays, right? Sure. All right, family chore day. We like that. All right. So what are some things that you think that God's family does together? Do we have special traditions? Yeah, of course we do. Let's take a field trip. Follow me. Told you guys, I love field trips. We're going to go all the way out here. So, what are we looking at right here? Baptism, right? This is our baptismal font. So part of being part of God's family is we're welcomed through baptism, right? You can put your finger in there. All right. Can you reach up there? Good. All right, so get your finger wet, and then you're going to draw the sign of the cross on your forehead. And that helps us remember that when we're baptized, we're brought in in a formal ceremony into God's family, and we're washed clean of our sins. So then after baptism, is there anything else we do as part of God's family? Yeah. What? Well, we go home, and we spend time with each other, and including a new family member. Okay, so like, this is actually better than where I was going, but... We're going to pretend. Right? So, as part of God's family, what do we do? Like, what's going on in this room here? That's very true. But part of, we gather together on Sunday mornings for church, for worship, right? And then, right after I'm done talking for a while from up there, we're going to do something called communion, right? Where we share in a meal together, which is a lot like Thanksgiving, right? So the point is, is that you have your family, you have grandma and grandpa over there. Say hi, grandma and grandpa. And you guys have traditions. Well, we as part of God's family have some of those same traditions. And the lesson I'm about to read is going to be somebody sharing in those traditions. All right? You guys can head on back. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.
reading this morning is from Acts 2. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away. Everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed this message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord. Baptism. As good Lutherans, we know that baptism is first and foremost God's promise to us. And then, secondarily, there are promises that we make in return or promises that sponsors of ours make in return. And the promise that God makes us is a promise that God keeps without fail and the promise that we make is a promise that in the words of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young as performed better by James William Buffett, we never fail to fail. But even though we keep on breaking our promises, God remains faithful to us. So let's talk about what is happening in our reading from Acts. Peter meets a crowd, and Peter tells them to repent. What does that mean? Ask for forgiveness. Humble yourself. yourself. Kay's getting all the points today. Somebody else has to try. Don't repeat what you've just done. That was wrong. You should uh, go to seminary or something. Usually, when we think of the word repent, we think of that guy standing on a street corner up on a crate, 
yelling, repent, repent, the end is near, right? Repent has a little more nuance to it. It doesn't simply mean, hey, stop it, or hey, change. The closest way to phrase in modern English what the word repent means is to change your worldview, to ask different questions. In this case, to take into account that there is a God of the universe and that that God sent his very son to die for your sins. So every time you see or hear the word repent in scripture, I want you to replace it with take into account that there is a God of the universe and that God sent his very son to die for you in your sins. Okay? Good. To take into account that that God died for the sins of your family. To take into account that that God died for the sins of people you haven't even met yet. Repent means to think differently and be differently. Doing anything differently is merely a side effect. And when Peter says, be baptized, baptism had always been a ritual cleansing or cleaning, more sanitary than anything else. But with what Jesus brought, it was something different. It was an induction into the family. It was God's process of adopting those who before would have been considered outside of the family. Again, it's for you. It's for your family. It's for people you have yet to meet. It's for infants. It's for children. It's for teens. And it's for adults of all ages. But what I really want to talk about is the rest of what we see in this chapter of Acts. This is, without a doubt, my favorite passage in all of Scripture. So much so that I used my pastoral privilege to make Ellen add about five verses so I could talk about this. It's my favorite passage because after all of these people are baptized, they are the church. They are invited in. They worship together. They eat meals together. Their hearts are glad and generous. Teaching and fellowship is common. They make sure that no one in their community is left wanting. What gets me about this passage, though, is two things. First, this is a community that is under immense stress, right? They face imprisonment, torture, and death from the Romans, and they face persecution and hostility from the Pharisees but the stresses bind them together, not tear them apart. Can you imagine, just imagine for a moment, doing something as the church and having the goodwill of all the people, all of them. 
in a congregation of one to three hundred, that is almost impossible. But imagine a congregation of thousands and thousands, with over 3,000 being added in that one single day. That, in and of itself, sounds like a downright miracle, doesn't it? But what really makes this passage stand out to me is when it occurs. The book of Acts takes place at a time when the community is gathering and Jesus had already lived, he had already died, he had already risen, and he had already ascended into heaven. And yes, a few of these people got to walk around Galilee with Jesus, but most of them probably had never seen Jesus in person. These people lived in the same world that we do. I love this passage because it gives me hope. It gives me hope in what the church can be. It gives me hope in what the church strives to be. This is a picture of what God wants from God's people. And if you ever see me in worship or in a meeting with a big dopey smile on my face, it's because I see bits and pieces of this community happening here. And frankly, I do. One of those instances, I'm going to give the booth a chance for, to get me to switch to my microphone here. Maybe, maybe not. Um, one of my favorite pieces of Christ the Servant's story is how much y'all live into the servant part of it. Two years ago or so, when I was here shadowing Steve, I was floored by all of the community involvement that was going on here. That's part of what we're talking about in Acts. Now that I am here as your interim, even with one of the most difficult years of this church's history, still there's that focus on serving others and on serving the community, right? From up here, if you all turn around, you can see backpacks piled higher than the window. They're on tables and the floor because there's not enough space. I was just invited to be part of a women's group and a bonfire. I've uh, answered emails about assistance that we want to give out. These things are what make the church the church, and even under immense stress, Christ the servant is living it. Kay, you better start clapping. One of, uh, so if you've been following along with my online correspondence, I spent uh, the last week of July out in Yellowstone. And it was a continuing education event where we talked about the church post-COVID, but also it was in Yellowstone, so we took time to do 
Yellowstone things. And since I am the worst fly fisher that you'll ever see, I would always just get up early and watch animals. And uh, this year, I saw wolves, a lot of wolves. And there were wolf pups. And they were playing around like dogs, and it was wonderful and wholesome and absolutely worth getting up at four in the morning. But what made it worth it is not the wolves themselves. What made it worth it is the other people who were crazy enough to be out there at four o'clock in the morning, the people that gathered, some of them had probably five, six thousand dollars worth of spotting scopes and equipment. Some of them had radios and CB antennas on their cars and were professionals. I was right in the middle. I have a cheap Bushnell spotting scope. And there were people that showed up that either had a pair of binoculars or they had nothing. And my favorite part of the whole trip was once somebody spotted the wolves, they would share with everybody else who had a scope where we could see them. And then once all of the spotting scopes were trained in on where the wolves were, everybody who had one shared with the people who didn't. We were all from different parts of the country and different parts of the world. Most of us were probably of different faiths. We never really talked about that. Sometimes we shared a name, sometimes we shared what we did, but most importantly, we shared the experience. Those who had all the right stuff, those who just showed up, everybody was in it together. Now, I am nowhere near naive enough to think that in 2021, everybody is always going to be of the same heart and of the same mind. Because frankly, we live in a world where it is so difficult. It's difficult because there are other things that we place value into, sometimes more value than how we are free in our baptism and how important our relationship with our neighbor is to the kingdom of God. Sometimes we place our hope in money. Sometimes we place our hope in politics, sports, work, hobbies, politics, money, and politics, and also money. These things all get in the way of who we are truly called to be and who we are free to be. God is calling us to a life free from worry, a life free from fear, a life full of love, a life full of meaning. That's the promise that we received in baptism. That is what is happening in the community in Acts. 
That is what I see beautiful glimpses of here at CTS. That is what I saw in the Lamar Valley in Yellowstone National Park. God doesn't really care whether or not we exercise our religious freedom. What God cares about is that we love our neighbor. And through all else, no matter where we were, no matter where we're going, we are called to love our neighbor, and that is what makes us the church. Gracious God, let us be your church for the sake of the world. Amen. Let us pray. We pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. You offer us a covenant like no other, O Lord, the chance to be your people. May we always remember to whom we belong and whose love has surrounded us since our birth. Almighty God, 
This world can often be a frightening place with dangers unimagined and threats real and perceived. Protect us and fortify us to go out with good courage, working tirelessly to bring about your peaceful kingdom on earth. Almighty God, Bless all the newly baptized and those preparing for baptism. Keep them steadfast in your word and empower their sponsors and communities to uplift them as they grow in Christian love. Almighty God, bring all the weary to your streams of healing water, O Lord. Assure them of your care, your presence, and your power. Be especially with those mentioned here on the comments on Facebook or hear out loud. Almighty God, hear our prayer. Lord of hosts, you are our refuge forever, in this life and the life to come. Unite us with those who precede us in life and in death, that we may one day inhabit your holy city as neighbors. Almighty God, we entrust our supplications to your capable hands both gentle and strong. Receive us and receive our prayers and make us ever faithful to you, the lover of our souls. Amen. A reminder that uh, we're asking you to stay where you are for the passing of the peace. Uh, You are welcome to exchange peace verbally or with whatever sign you so choose. So... May the peace of Christ be with you always. Peace. 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 All right, Uh, you may be seated. We have a few announcements today. First and foremost, because I don't want to forget, we are doing the packing of the backpacks, not next week, but now on the 22nd. And uh, did we, do, do they have an extra week to give stuff? So that's an extra week to give stuff and grow the backpack and school supply uh, table out there even further. Extra points for Star Wars gear. (laughs) Uh, We've already talked about the changing worship protocols. Please know that we are going to be looking at that uh, very, very frequently, so we don't want to get bogged down or fall behind anything. Um, If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, Jill put together an absolutely wonderful uh, board for the camera system donation. So uh, you can donate and say that you want to donate to specific things. There is a really cool race car on the bottom that's moving down the track. Uh, That'll get to the finish line once it's complete. Her color choice was red and white. I don't know where she got that color choice from. Um, But uh, it speaks to me. Um, So please consider donating to that. Uh, Metro Sound and Video is a company I've worked with, 
and I love them. I know Susan has been spending a lot of time with them, and they've been very good uh, about telling us what we need and very fair. Um, and I believe, looking at the model, I've used this model camera before, and it is a good one and will really uh, upgrade the level of worship uh, that we are able to offer online. So that is a good cause. Please consider it. Parents, families, friends of families, uh, Sunday school is starting up September 12th. Uh, we are still all systems go on that, and I know, talking to some of our teachers, they are a little bit excited. No, they're not a little bit excited. They're semi-excited. No, they're not semi-excited. Pretty excited? Okay. They're, some are pretty excited. Some are like super-duper ultra-excited. So um, this is... It was... Uh, the meeting that we had was just full of joy and anticipation, and um, I am really looking forward to kicking the year off on September 12th. So, um, if you're available for that, please check it out. Also, uh, if you are halfway decent at talking with children, uh, we are looking for volunteers to help out with children's messages. Um, so, if you would like to help out during that children's message time, uh, please let me know, and we can get you on there. I am happy to do it. But also, I want different people from the congregation getting involved so people can hear from, so our kids can hear from a bunch of our adults. So, whether you are in middle school or high school, or if you are a grandma or grandpa or great grandma or great grandpa, wherever you are, people uh, would love to hear from you. And if you feel called to that, please let me know. Today after worship, we're doing a uh, CTS youth group gathering, so please check that out. Um, there's uh, some stuff coming up uh, or with social ministries, a lot of thankfulness for lunches, and um, some help there. I want to thank Larry for and Jeff for uh, getting the garden all ready for our outdoor service that didn't happen, and anybody else that was part of that, they were working pretty hard this week. So, uh, everybody, Carl, were you part of that too? Carl too, so thank you all for helping with that. Um, it looks wonderful, I noticed. Uh, there's some plant sponsorships, and uh, is there anything else that I'm not aware of or that I should be? I have something, Pastor. Oh, no. This is like my worst fear ever. <laughs> it's realized. <laughs> so, some of you know, some of you don't know, Pastor Casey celebrated his birthday on Friday. And so there's been some birds around letting everybody know about that. And um, in your children's message, you talked about family tradition. A CTS family tradition would normally be to sing happy birthday to you. However, we're holding off on that right now. So instead... I will count to three, and we'll give a big happy birthday. Just we'll speak that, and then uh, uh, Kay is going to lead us in a really big round of clapping for you. If you're, 
If you're joining us on Facebook, just go ahead and throw some happy birthday wishes in the comments for uh, Pastor Casey this morning. So we are thankful to God for your birthday and for the ministry that you are, are walking with us here through this time of change. So Thank you. All right. Um, yes, stand. What a great idea. Uh, on the count of three then, uh, again, happy birthday and then a big round of applause. So one, two, three. Happy birthday. Thank you, everybody. Usually I take off for the two weeks after my Yellowstone trip so we don't have to do this, but uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I really do appreciate it, and I'm thankful, uh, thankful to be here. Uh, let's see. It's time for the giving of our tithes and offerings, and make sure you sign the We Care Pat. So uh, two notes. One, uh, the nephew that I mentioned earlier was supposed to be born on the 6th and share a birthday with me, for which my brother profusely apologized, and I said, Cal, this way I'll never have to remember his birthday. It's great. But then he held out and was born on the 7th, so now I have another date that I have to remember. Um, 
The next note is, of course, just about uh, Holy Communion. So if you're following along online, if you have bread or wine, and wine or grape juice ready, uh, please participate in Holy Communion with us. Uh, for all of us, uh, remember that communion is a gift of God for the people of God, no matter age, faith, tradition, or where you are in your journey. Uh, for those of you who are here in person with us, uh, during distribution, the usher will release you by pew. Uh, please come forward, receive your communion pack from me, and uh, then you're going to take it back to your pew. And once everyone has their communion pack, I will give you a super secret signal, and we will all take Holy Communion together, and then you can dispose of the uh, little plastic piece on your way out of the sanctuary after worship. And if you have any questions, just ask an usher or ask me again. If we take seriously our claim that this is a family, there should be nothing that is awkward if you don't understand what's going on. With that, in the very night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you do this for the remembrance of me. And then again, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. It is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever, Amen. All of God's children are worthy of this feast of God's grace. Come to the table, for this meal has been prepared for you. You may be seated. the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you.
Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed And for those of you at home, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you, let us partake in this gift from God. Please stand as you are able. Dear family, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. And may the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Experience peace, love justice, share love. You are the church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.